You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Ryan. Thanks for joining us on this episode. So we are wrapping up a series called Good and Angry. And throughout this series, we've been learning a whole lot of things. And on this episode, I sit down with Greg Poor and Susan Wesley to talk about how anger shows up in our houses and what we do about that. Uh, how can we help others in our family and in our, in our lives uh, deal with maybe their anger as well, uh, the impact it has on our kids and how we can ask God to be changing our hearts. And so we cover a whole lot of ground. Very helpful. Hopefully you enjoy this conversation. All right, Greg and Susan, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be here. All right. So we've been in a series, kind of wrapping up a series called Good and Angry. And I know I've, I feel like I've talked to a number of people and really even in my own life and in my small group, people have just said, man, this is a really helpful uh, series. It's brought up a lot of stuff in my own heart. And so we want to have an episode just to talk to you guys uh, more about what does anger look like in somebody's heart and in their home and how to address some of those things. And um, so- I just want to jump in, maybe just talk about what does it look like in homes and inside families? How does our anger affect our kids? Oh, well, um, <clears throat> first of all, let me just say that uh, everyone has anger and um, it is something that is expressed in a different way. Anger really just reflects values, what we love. And um, But for the purpose of this question, um, I think that children are receivers. They receive information, but they're not good interpreters. And so a lot of times our anger can be interpreted um, incorrectly to our children. Um, a child doesn't think, well, mom is mad because of what happened at work today. Um, she's, uh, she didn't mean to overreact about that spilled Cheerio bowl. I mean, she's, uh, a child is not able to differentiate that. And so hmm. they automatically assume it's about them. And so even if that anger is not really directed at them, um, I think children's temperament also can have uh, an effect on how they're, uh, you know, perceive their parents' anger. Um, I think a child sometimes will either fight back, they'll match that anger, or they um, often uh, cower from the anger, try to disappear from the anger. Um, Bruce often says that anger is omnidirectional, and so parents, you know, they we don't necessarily mean to do it, but it just, everyone feels it. You know, if you work for a boss that's angry, um, his or her uh, attitudes and ways of expressing anger affect the whole culture. And so um, our children are affected. That that should be a good motivator to help us learn how to deal with it. Yeah. That yeah, is, I think it's really yeah, helpful to think about it that way. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our kids learn patterns from us. So um, I know there have been many times just talking to people about um, men, about why they struggle with anger. It's like, well, this is about my dad did. Or, I mean, we're, we're teaching our children, you know, not always. Uh, they don't always, it's like Susan just said, it's not always that they do exactly what I did. They may do the opposite, but they're responding to the pattern that we're teaching them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing. You just have to know that. The other thing... Um, that came to my mind when you said that is just a situation one time where uh, I reacted negatively. I got angry with my son, Josh, one time. 
years ago. And whatever, I don't even remember exactly what I did, but it wasn't good. And uh, I have a very wise, loving wife who uh, said, you know, um, if, if that was turned around and you did that and someone responded to your error the way you responded to his error, the next time something like that happened, would you, would you talk to them? And I thought, uh, well, of course not. And I just, it just came crashing down. It's like, so you're, you're destroying that relationship. You know, so now I'm teaching my kid that he can't talk to me, that I'm going to blow up in his face, that I'm going to, you know, get so angry that it's going to repel him or make him keep secrets or, or try to be deceitful. I mean, and so uh, it was one of the most convicting conversations I, that in my life, maybe. Uh, but she just lovingly, calmly just pointed out the truth that um, I was creating the terms of our relationship and they weren't good. And what a sweet gift that she gave you when she said that to you. Because anger does, it builds up walls yeah. in relationships. Yeah. Pretty much every smart thing I do is because she taught me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said yeah, the wise well, husband. Yeah, I mean, we're like a few minutes into this thing. This is already this is already <laughs> pretty rough. Thing. Yeah, man. All right, <laughs> that's really helpful. That's really good stuff. All right, so you know, you mentioned that anger is something that we all have, but we respond maybe in different ways and impacts people in different ways. All those things. But what is the best way to repair when we do get angry and we make mistakes in our anger? How do we repair some of those relationships? Well, I think um, I think when we respond poorly in anger, um, I, I know from my own experience, and when I'm talking to other young moms specifically, there is a place that that they can go to in despair because they they think back on their own childhood and they remember how their parents treated them in anger, and so there's this feeling of. <clears throat> I am destined to do this to my kids, what my parents did to me, and I don't want to do that. And so we live in this place of despair, and God really doesn't want us to live there. And it's not a helpful posture when it comes to moving forward. And so um, the, the thing that comes to my mind with that is you, you have to humble yourself and admit that you need some help. Um, humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself before those you've been angry with and behave badly towards um, to admit that you were wrong and to own what you did, um, to mumble a, I'm sorry is not enough. It is, um, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. I'm sorry that I did this and it affected you in that way. I'm going to work on doing better and, and then really work on doing better. And it's, um, it takes so much time and self-reflection and uh, effort to um, really think about where you, why you got to where you were that you caused this um, problem. Uh, but when you ask God to help you with that, you, you can ask with confidence because He wants to see that, that work in you. I would say listen to those messages uh, that Yancey and Greg did about anger. To know the why is so important to know that the values that you are attributing to your life that are causing you to be angry, because Greg, uh, he addresses that in his message. So why don't you talk to us about that? 
Well, I think I'm just going to first say what you just said. Uh, you know, to repent is more than saying I'm sorry. It is really to articulate specifically what you did, uh, which I'm not really very good at. Uh, but but what what changes things is when you behave differently. And so, uh, you know, how how do you repair when you make... Well, you you learn to live differently. You re- learn to respond differently. And you do the hard work that Susan was just talking about, about looking in your own heart and understanding what you care about so much that you got angry over and uh, and why that anger came out of you uh, the way it did. And in my own personal experience, most of the time, it's usually not pretty. It's usually this that I was being a selfish jerk. <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, and most of the time, most, you know, most of our anger, most of the time, is really over very trivial things. Yep. You know, as people laugh, you know, in their marriage, think of how many fights you have with your spouse that are over the dumbest things. And then later you laugh about, we got so mad over the, you know, the silliest stuff. But that's where we live. Yep. It's constant day in and day out uh, stuff and you get angry and there's just something in you that's really rooted in selfishness. And I just think you have to do some work ahead of time once you see that in the moment that you do some work ahead of time to to let God equip you to respond differently so that what you do is different than what got you in that situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, it, if repentance is a is a process, and we you know we've talked about that before around here, that you know the life of a Christian is a life of repenting and believing the gospel, and so working this kind of unhelpful, bad sort of anger out of our hearts and asking God to do that work within us, it is a process. How to how do you um, just combining really those first couple of questions? How do you address that with kids who you know you can go to and you can repent and say, hey, I, I blew up or I said this and I'm sorry, I want to make these changes. But then it happens again <laughs> a week later because it's going to happen again as the, you know, it is a process. And so you're continuing to, to ask God to help you to recognize it sooner and repent faster. But they see dad says, or mom says, I'm sorry. But then a week later, it happens again. And then they say, I'm sorry. And then a week later, it happens again, or two weeks later. I mean, maybe, maybe the, the time in between is getting longer and longer, but the kids don't see the progress. They see the outbursts. And so how do you, how do you address that in the kids' hearts? Like, how, how do they get that, like, um, that grace and repentance is this ongoing process and, and God is working in us whenever they, they, they're looking for the results and you're like, I wish I had them too. You know? <laughs> I think you say what you just said right there. I yeah. think that, that that's exactly what you say. You, you're talking to them about the process and you acknowledge how hard it is to them. You think about how that teaches them, you know, but if you do that with humility and with, you know, I think parents really say way more than they need to say, you know, this doesn't need to be a long dissertation about, about grace and sanctification. Uh, keep it simple, keep it short. And um, maybe even share about how how you're trying to build into your life um, ways to to deal with your anger constructively, and so you're going to be teaching them how to do that as well. So, mm-hmm. you have anything to add, Greg? Well, that, that's it's kind of a hard one because I, I honestly I think 
man, if you're really convicted, uh, I get in my own experience in that uh, time I was talking where Kay gave me some wise counsel, I don't think I did that again. I think I was so heartbroken and it made me so aware of the damage that I was doing that I I really don't think I did that again. I, I mean, I sat down and said, I'm going to change the way I interact with my son. And so I don't think I was always obviously perfect, but it wasn't like my pattern continued until it just slowly, you know, because it's a, you know, it's a progressive thing doesn't mean there there can't be, you know, orders of magnitude of immediate change. I mean, mm-hmm. God is a powerful God. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's, it's hard because I say, well, if you ever do it again, you're, you're a loser. No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that, no, you can change faster than you, <laughs> you maybe think you can mm-hmm. if, if, if your behavior becomes so unacceptable to you, right? If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. And throw it away. You know, if your right arm causes you to cut off, because it's that destructive. And so, uh, I mean, Kay just made it, she just very lovingly made it aware to me how destructive my behavior was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that. And so, so, so it's all in there somewhere. But man, I, I just think that uh, there, there's a fine line, right, between letting God work in me and then giving myself an excuse. To not really repent. Yep. Give myself a free pass to continue sinning because, yeah, that's hard. Well, yeah. So, so I think you have to, uh, man, you, you, you can, you have to do the hard work of, of figuring out why, why did I, why did I respond that way? And what is, what is that reaction producing? What's, what's the long term, you know, Susan says a little while ago, we were talking about something. It's like wisdom is a, Time sensitive, or is it requires time? Is like, is reflect on what is the long term consequence of this behavior. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't want to get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop now. All right. So, you know, recognizing that in a household, everyone is going to get angry in their own ways. Uh, how how do you help love someone well who is struggling with anger? If it's not necessarily you, maybe it's the other person in a moment or just has a, a pattern of, of anger. How do you help them to respond in a, in the right way? Well, I get this question a lot because of uh, Bruce's, um, his journey with anger and he's been pretty upfront about that. And oftentimes when, when I'm asked about that, um, People ask me, and they come to me with a their own paradigm, and that they've imposed upon my experience. And so, uh, first of all, let us just say that that if someone is dealing with um, abuse or um, you know violence, this is not an answer to that question. Um, that is a that is something that if you're if that's where you find yourself, um, you need to to reach out and get some help. And so, um, I'm not talking about that kind of situation. And if you're confused about that, I would encourage you to, to anyone that's listening to, to reach out and talk to somebody about what's going on in your home. Um, when Bruce has, as he has gone through this journey of dealing with his own anger, um, his anger was not directed at me. It was not, um, 
he took responsibility for his anger, which was helpful because um, I he you know I was not I was not basically told I was the source of his anger. Um, no one else is the source of your anger. Your anger is all of yours and it's all of mine, and so we can't make someone else a source of our anger. Um, so I think for me. Um, Anger is also very isolating, and when someone's really angry, the temptation is to move far away from them. And um, I think that's not helpful. It's like what Kay did with Greg. She moved toward him and said some really hard things in a loving way. I would imagine she didn't say that in the moment. Did she say that in the moment? Uh Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably timing and tone and, you know, all those things <laughs> so really important. are important to think about. Yes. Yeah. And so is uh, just the context of your relationship. So, yes. I mean, if, you, if you're in a kind of relationship where there's honesty and the person knows, you know, I know Kay loves me. I, there's no, this, you know, if you're in that kind of relationship, well, then you can talk to each other. Right. You know, um, if you're not in that kind of relationship, well, there's a, you know, there's a red flag right there that, you know, that there needs to be some, go get some help on some things. So I do think also you, you, you said it, people express anger differently. And like, again, I was just thinking of my own experience, but I grew up in a home where nobody was ever angry. It was, there was no, almost no emotion about anything. It was just super. And so uh, I didn't know how, I didn't know how to do anger. You know, when some there's, some moment of tension, I tend to clam up. Well, Kay is the exact opposite. I mean, she came out swinging. And so <laughs> it was like, we didn't, we didn't know how to deal with that. Um, and so over time, it's learning to give, give grace to the way that person processes mm-hmm. and them giving you grace the way you process. Because if you come at me in the moment, you know, it's not going to be good because I, I can't, my brain just doesn't work like that. And so, on the other hand, uh, I, you know, I can't just go away and not ever come back. I have to have my time to process, but then I have to return. Which, um, so I think just just to make it constructive is part of that. Is just giving the person grace for the way they do process mm-hmm. and respecting that, and figuring out how to work with each other in that way, so that you can, when it's time, you can have a honest, loving, respectful conversation, you know, that can produce a different result next time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think even just, you know, you saying if the goal is to produce a a different result, really that's when when we are walking with someone as followers of Jesus, we are addressing things or uh, holding someone accountable. I mean, the, the end goal is for someone's uh, repentance and the restoration in the gospel and for them to grow. And so if we can even start by expressing that, like, here's my heart for you. Here's why I want to, you know, you know, I, I don't want you to get to the point down the road where you have regrets for your relationship with your son. And so uh, here's what, here's what I hope for you. And to start there, maybe yeah, with that gold mine. Mm-hmm. So we addressed this in the the series, even just in the title of the series, calling it good and angry, acknowledging that anger can be good. Uh, What would you say to someone who maybe they've been taught in one way or another that anger is not okay? Well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I would say to them, I don't know who taught you that or what, but I mean, look around. 
angry is a is a reality. <laughs> you know, it's a, it just is. It's not a it's not a good or bad. I mean, just anger. It just is. And so uh, the question isn't whether or not there's going to be anger. Uh, the question is where does that anger come from, and what are you going to do about it? And so does anger come from a from a desire for uh, God's glory to be, you know, displayed in his creation and in the relationships. And, uh, and then does the way you express that anger serve that or is it, or are you just being selfish? And so uh, I think I was just, you know, I don't know. It's just like, no, it's anger is it's, you got to, you, you are angry whether you think it's okay or not. So let's yeah. just go, let's just, let's just deal with the reality. Well, and someone who maybe they've, they've been taught that anger is, you know, it's, it's bad to, to be, be angry. So you sort of have to repress it and, mm-hmm. and keep it down. And maybe they really struggle to articulate when they are angry. What problems might that cause for them? Yeah, you know, I, I am that guy. So uh, <laughs> it causes problems in that I don't resolve. So there are times when probably still I don't resolve the heart of the conflict, right? And so uh, you can. There's a difference between resolving conflict and 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 being about glorifying God in the day in and day out, and just um, and just kind of passively, you know, letting the sleeping dog lie, mm-hmm. but leaving the sleeping dog there because eventually you're going to kick him again. And so, uh, you just, you at some point you you need to learn to deal with it. Yeah. So it seems like it's a difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. A peacekeeper is the you know I'm just going to absorb all of this and keep my mouth shut and keep the peace, which really isn't peace at all. It's just you know it's an illusion. Um, but a peacemaker may stir things up for a little bit, but you tell the truth and you are with the purpose of reconciliation, with the purpose of real relationship and with people. Um, because like we said, we all get angry. We're all being, that's just part of being human. It really speaks to what we love is like what, what Greg preached about. And so anger really is a gift to us to help us sort of look inwardly to help us know what it is that we love and value. And um, that communicates communicates to ourselves our friends our family it communicates so yeah i I still remember when i when i read this book david pallison's book good and angry uh i was just dumbfounded because i don't think i ever really considered that in my anger i can do good and that 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 um, many times anger is a, a loving response, mm-hmm. especially if if you express it anger. Right. So, again, I use a trivial example of the poop on the sidewalk. Well, so man, so I'm going to lean over and pick this up and put it in a trash can. How humiliating and how unfair and all. But that's not the way God sees it. It's like, well, no, I'm serving everybody else that's going to use the sidewalk, and that's actually a good thing. So I can be angry. And let that anger produce in me a, a godly response, you know, to do the right thing. And so I think that's one thing people are confused about um, in Jesus' life. I mean, Jesus got angry, you know. He got angry, and he, but he did the right thing. Um, you know, he had the man in the synagogue stand up with the withered hand. So there's a right to heal this guy. And when the, you know, when the religious people looked at him and, you know, he got angry with them. 
And then he did the right thing. He healed the guy. And so I think it just, again, for me personally, it's convicting. It's like, will I, will I really sacrifice enough of my own selfishness to do the right thing, even when I'm angry about the right thing? Mm-hmm. I, I think probably the, the picture of Jesus as the angriest, I guess, that people really think of is him going into the temple, turning over the money changers and all those things. And it even says that he, you know, grabbed a whip and was, you know, whipping it around there. So when you look at like a picture like that, um, what do we learn from how Jesus expressed his anger and maybe even some other times where he was a peacemaker? Or I mean, you know, you could even argue, I mean, I, I think your distinction between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper and that a peacemaker at times stirs things up. So, mm-hmm. um, and that moment is Jesus being a peacemaker. Well, Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker because he brought peace between us and God, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I mean, so in my way, way of thinking that 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 is why he is the peacemaker, but he is not the peacekeeper. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that's what what Greg is alluding to there. Yeah, <clears throat> the other time I always think of is. Um, Jesus calls the Pharisees a brood of vipers and whitewashed tombs. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm not angry. And so, but uh, if you look at Jesus' anger, it's funny. The only people that I, that I ever see in Scripture that he gets angry with are religious people. But sinners and drunkards and gluttons and tax yep. collectors and prostitutes, he doesn't get angry with them. He, he loves them, serves them. And so there's something about the heart of those religious guys and the pretense that they live with that was so destructive that he just he just couldn't abide. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm wise enough and uh, discerning enough and godly enough to, to do that the way he did. Uh, but but it, it's always trouble. It always makes me think, I don't want to be one of those guys, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I don't want to be your, that kind of religious guy that would make Jesus angry. So uh, that's a that's a tough one. But yeah, Jesus was definitely, you know, he he definitely he was a he was a man. He got mad and he got mad at the right things and he expressed his anger. Yeah. So how do you guard against um, maybe jumping so quickly to thinking that your anger is good anger? It's righteous anger. It's the kind of, you know, anger that Jesus has. Like, how do you make sure that you're not just like, well, you know, it's okay that I said this or acted like this because, you know, I was, this was righteous anger. This was, this wasn't, you know, bad anger. This was good anger. Yeah. How do you make sure that you're not That's just, a great question. you know, labeling your anger as good yeah. because it's so convenient to do so? Yeah. I think we should always assume our anger's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I, you know, this may be an overstatement, I have to, but... When I, I was writing this sermon, I mean, I've thought about this a lot. Just because I tend to be a one of the, I tend to be a passive aggressive, angry guy, which I just hate that. So, <laughs> but um, I think that uh, good anger is probably going to cost you something. And so, if your anger is a is an if you respond to your anger in a way that uh, produces some satisfying detrimental effect on another human being, that's probably not righteous anger. Uh, if your anger produces you a response that, that you serve, that you sacrifice, that you express care, I mean, really it's the character of Jesus. I mean, he put himself on the cross to, 
that that is what we are supposed to eventually. He is our model, right? He's our we're we're his children, and so I just think, man, if you're if if you think you got good and angry, but you didn't serve or sacrifice, or you you know you blitzed off a some stupid regrettable you know rant on Facebook, or you did what you know whatever you do that, nah, you're probably wrong. Um, but if it made you stop and think, how can I make the how can I serve? How can I love my enemy? How am I praying I up, for that person? Yeah. How, how, can how can I, I pick up the poop on the yeah. sidewalk? Am I, am I going to be willing yep. to, to do something that I shouldn't have to do because it's, it's the right thing? And so I think that's the, I mean, it really is to me mm-hmm. the distinct, some, some convicting thing, the, the, all the, the like 5,000 times a day when I don't do that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, again, you're just, you're just sinning. At that point, that's yeah. so helpful. Yeah, it's that's so, so helpful. helpful. That's a great. That's a great test Man, right I love, there. <laughs> I love talking to you guys. This is great. All right. So if you've grown up with an angry parent, or you have other family members or friends who have, you know, honestly hurt us with their struggles with anger, how can we learn to forgive them? So this is like a whole nother mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Now we're talking about anger. Now we're talking about forgiveness for anger that's been directed towards us. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus said seven. Seven times seventy. I mean, you know, it's um, that's just part of being a follower of Jesus is learning to forgive when we've been sinned against, and um, you you only forgive as you have been forgiven. So if you're struggling to forgive, you got to focus on your own forgiveness and the the grace and the mercy that's been extended to you. Um, you know, when when we reflect on how we were raised and our parents, the way that they raised us. Um, most of the parents, most of us are doing the best we can, um, and there's no perfect parent. And even the parents that are really working hard at trying to overcome where they were when they were ra- how they were raised, and the ways in which um, they've been sinned against, um, it, it's still really hard. Um, I think it's one of those things where we walk into community and we allow people to help us with that. We ask for people to pray for us in that. Um, forgiving those who have sinned against us, and then, um, you know, walking in repentance ourselves when we have sinned against our kids, our spouse, our friends, coworkers. Um. You know, I think uh, a lot of times when we get really, really angry, the, the, the deep down kind of abiding anger is when stuff happens that we have absolutely no control over, mm-hmm. and we don't, there, there's no apparent path forward. It's like I'm stuck with this, you know, and so I think I assume that that's part of what if if you're a child and your parents are and you've dealt with this for a long time, you can't fix that, right? They're the only person that can fix that. So I think what the scriptures tell us is that really you have to trust that God is going to do justice. You know, so I think I think it's Romans 12 where it falls like you know. Don't take matters in your own hands, but you know, vengeance mm-hmm. is mine, I will repay. So you you be kind, you know, being kind, your enemies like pouring hot hot coals on your head or something like that. So I, this is a great exact quote <laughs> in scripture from your pastor. But you I haven't That's read about that what lately. It says. Read that lately. Being coals on somebody. Yeah, well I so I'm just saying though that what that requires though is you really have to have faith. You really have to believe that God is gonna do what he says he's going to do that you cannot do, right? And so, uh, 
so you have to forgive. I mean, and know that sometimes we just live in situations that that we we don't have the fix for. And um, and if God isn't going to do what He says He's going to do, then yeah, it's a bleak world. But if we choose to believe that that God is true and He's He's just and He's going to keep His promises and that there's more to life than just this life, then I think eventually, and, and in the context of the gospel, he's forgiven me, then, you know, eventually I think we can, we can find peace in that stuff, but only, only by a great faith. Greg and Susan, thanks for being here today. It's good just talking about this and continuing just to grow. Um, so thank thanks, you for Ryan. sharing your wisdom. It's so good. So good. Yeah, so man. helpful. Well, those of you who are listening, thanks for hanging out on the Clear Creek Resources podcast today. I hope our conversation was really just encouraging for you, maybe just transformative in how you think about your own anger. Uh, If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, make sure that you do so you don't miss any of our episodes. Uh, We'll put some links to some of the helpful things that uh, have gone on in this series. We've had some articles on anger. Uh, This is our second podcast on anger during this time. And of course, those three messages, if you've missed that, make sure you check it out. I'm going to put links to all those things in the description of this episode at clearcreekresources.org we can also check out all the other content that we have on there all right thanks for joining us today that's it for this episode we'll see you next time